We are back. Hopefully hey, we are on spot, well, on point tonight. Today I took an Adderall first, which is something oh, I normally do. I didn't do it last time. Oh, okay. That certainly may have, may have helped things. Look, when I need to concentrate, uh-huh. it's very nice and helpful for me to take my prescription medication. But was it lack of concentration? Because, <laughs> I mean, it's not like you ever... You're just like, we're both slumping, right? We're both slumping, so, yeah. and the Adderall can sometimes help me focus okay. if I need it. Gotcha. Put that on. So, yeah. so, one of the stories I forgot to tell last week, I told Greg afterwards. I want to share with the listeners, because I think it's funny, and, you know, cute kid stuff, so mm-hmm. boom, certain people won't care. But last week, we were on Kelly's Island. Two weeks ago, we were on Kelly's Island, and Heather and Allie were talking about wintering on Kelly's Island, because the population of the island goes down to, like, 30 people. Oh, jeez. So wouldn't you be, like, stuck there? You kind of are stuck there. The ferry stops running. Um, if you have to go to the mainland, you got to take a fly- plane. You know, short little, you know, two-seater plane ride. Wow. And uh, so, you know, people who, who winter on the island probably do a lot of canning. Probably have lots of deep freezes, things like that. So Allie asked Heather, how, how do you do Christmas on the island. Oh, right, yes. <laughs> and what she asked was, does Amazon deliver in the winter? <laughs> now, our daughter has not told us yet that she's uh, figured out the whole Santa Claus thing. But how old is she? She's nine. She's nine. So she probably has it. Probably. She's a pretty smart cookie. Probably. Yeah. But she's still playing along. Because, you know, yeah. she's probably worried about what's the fallout going to be. Right. If I uh, confront my parents about this whole Santa bullshit. <laughs> That could be bad, right? What if Christmas stops? I, I suppose. Yeah, that's true, right? That's all she, all she experiences. People saying, oh, yeah, Santa Claus. So, yeah, she's going to be like, well, wait a minute. <laughs> Fucked up. But, you know, so she she let it slip. Like, you know, she wasn't worried about Santa Claus getting uh, to the island. She was worried about FedEx getting to the island. Right. So and was, uh, how'd, you, uh, how'd you calm her? Oh, I wasn't there. It was oh. it was just Heather and mm. and Allie, and uh, I think she said, "Yeah, they they'll be there. They, they deliver or something like that." That's a bummer that your little thing broke off. I have to make that thicker, I guess. Give it some more girth. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I, I I don't know. You're 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 the best at making this thing. Definitely <laughs> made a little um, uh, basically uh. Axes for my for my. Um, he wanted a visual aid for um, vectors, right? Right. Vector and change a vector or something. So he kind of sketched out what he wanted, and I made it a physical thing on with you know CAD modeling and three D printing. Uh, but one of the uh, elements I made, I thought I came up with a good design because it allowed you to put a vector behind it as well, right? Because you can put a vector right. in this hole, right? But the the little fairing that I made broke off, so I'll have to redesign, reprint. I wonder if there's a way you can do it with like gear systems or something. What's I'm that? sure you can make like a plastic. There are things with plastic gears, right? So you could do a sure. little little uh, gear thing that would turny. That that way it won't have you won't have the ability. I mean, because I did turn it a bit and it worked. I would know. It was just, I. Fully intended you to be able to twist it. Right. Um, this piece that was sticking out is basically the end right. of one of these. Right. It's just not enough material 
to attach the two. So I'll just make it thicker next time. And uh, I made it thin because if you make it too thick and too rigid, it won't slide in and out. You know, you don't want it to be too thick because it won't slide in and out. Jeff is giving me these this this look <laughs> that is uh, no innuendo. No, why would I do innuendo? In your endo. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, we also, boy, did we have a lot of conversations uh, this week about beer stuff. Well, do you want to do, a, like, a short after this? Yeah, probably. I mean, I, maybe we should get some beer on us first. Loosen the... Uh... Sure, that's why I said after this. Mm. So, you might not want to blow your load on the pre-show before we do the... Everyone calm the fuck down. <laughs> I'm not even sure what the tone of the, the, the what the short's going to be because I have it's complicated. I have complicated opinions on. Yeah, things. and that's the thing is I don't know whether we want to do this in during the show or we want to do a short about it. Or I was thinking if we do a short, then I can put it out right now while shit's still hot right. and heavy. Otherwise, it's going to be a week and a half before it gets out. Um, or not a week and a half, but you know, most of a week. I, I still think it'll be relevant. Yeah. I mean, the issue the issue is, of course, what's going on in the beer industry right now, which is a lot of consternation about Budweiser, even more than, than there was before. Uh, and I don't know what was the linchpin. Was it Wicked Weed that, that caused all the stuff to happen? But this creation of this new, um, whatchamacallit, yeah, I, mean, I would say Wicked Weed was probably the linchpin. I mean, I can't think of any major developments after that. Uh, oh, oh, you know, with linchpin, really, it was it was the um, rapier that seemed to get the community in like a huge tizzy. Um, that was just <laughs> yeah, that's just more like. Because before, right before rape beer was the um, the 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 other website, you know, calling out all the funded journalists, which you know called out Good Beer Hunting and the October Magazine and other things. I can't remember all the all the right now. Rape beer wasn't initially on that list because it wasn't divulged. Then Good Beer Hunting <laughs> divulged the rape beer thing. It's almost like, you know, Trump trying to you know, throw attention somewhere else. Uh, the whole thing is, uh, it strikes us as very as a much ado about nothing, really, and a whole lot of over-silliness, and not really paying attention to, I think, the real issue. Well, I think there's, I think there's... A do about something, and it is, you know, what what do you want your craft beer? Your okay, your, right. what do you want your Granted. craft beer? Not not the beer you're drinking, but your your craft beer uh, movement to be right. And that that's an important point. I think I I grant you that that yeah that that is what it's about. Is that it's it, it's it's not about the beer anymore. It's about what how people view the community and how people view 
I think we should. I think I want. I really want to do a short. Okay. And I kind of want to save this discussion for that. Okay. If you don't mind. But isn't it good to, to clarify what we're going to say in the short, or do you want to sure. do a sort of I, I, and... No, I, we can we can work it out. Yeah. I just don't want to. I like the point you're making, and I wanted to make sure we got to that in the. Maybe we should take notes. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's a clever idea. Okay, so let's key note here. Uh, all our cool buzzwords that we think of. Not about beer. About how they view themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and and uh, about uh, the nature of their community. Yeah. It's really, it strikes me as, you know, them kind of, uh, they're, they're saying that a certain segment just does not belong in their community period, regardless of, of what it is they create, that uh, they are unhappy with this particular, let, let's call them immigrants to this community. <laughs> they don't want any immigrants. They want to build a wall. Around their uh, around their beer community, and they don't want anybody else in. Yeah, I'm just writing down some mm. notes here. Um, no, no, it's it, it definitely feels a bit Trumpian, doesn't mm-hmm. doesn't it? It's. Uh, I mean, I know you had some tweets. I had a tweet. It's like, you know, it's. I'm going to talk about it anyway because I feel like we should. Yeah kind of try to figure this thing out but part of me is like i just i'm so sick and tired of craft beer tm with capital letters yeah i just want my craft beer back you know yeah i mean well in some sense that won't happen right the genie's been out of the bottle mm-hmm. you yeah. can't you can't put that back in but you can still celebrate the drink without mm-hmm. having to Necessarily fit by these community standards. It, it's it's Reinheitsgebot esque in in some way. In, in that there's this, you know, there's this artificial standard that has been applied that mm-hmm. doesn't necessarily make for good beer. I mean, it can. You can make great beers out of Reinheitsgebot, but you don't have to follow the Reinheitsgebot to make a good beer. In the same sense, craft brewers people that you know the brew association defines as craft now they can make good beer but you don't have to be a craft brewer to make good beer so here here's a question for you you didn't happen to read that michael jackson story that no. i linked up today okay so michael jackson uh, died <laughs> 10 years 10 years ago this week and the story is from uh, bloke and bailey and there are looking at you know, let's go back and try not to just remember him with the reverence, but see what he did, what he didn't do, his goodness, his goods, his bads, things like that. And some of the interesting points that I got out of it was, uh, sure, he invented beer journalism. Mm-hmm. He had a very significant role in actually classifying beers into styles. Prior to that, um, there wasn't really a genealogy or a a family tree mm-hmm. of beer styles and how they were connected to each other. 
he wrote practically all positive beer reviews. Basically, that Lou Bryson, you know, if you don't, you know, if you don't have something good to say, don't say right. it type thing. Mm-hmm. Which I don't want to. I don't want to. I'm pretty sure he said that at one point, but don't don't quote me on quoting him. Okay, on saying that. Um, and it got me thinking. Well, so back in that era, you know, beer writing in the 70s, 80s. He he also was doing business with breweries, posting beer things for them. Mm-hmm. Um, Mark, you know, kind of brand consultant type stuff. Sure. Things like that. It wasn't, he wasn't a, well, he was, he did have a journalistic background, but, you know, doing the beer thing, he wasn't doing journalism per se. He wasn't being, well. Well, you know, that, that neutral, what's, what's, what am I looking for? It wasn't, he didn't come at it from a neutral point of view. That's for sure. He, he would come at it from the perspective of he's trying to, he, he was marketing. Mm-hmm. More or less, he, yeah. he he was one of the founders of beer right. marketing. So then the article went briefly into I shouldn't say beer marketing, but the founders of good beer marketing. Well, but beer bloggers and who do the beer bloggers serve? Right? Or do they? Um, and this goes into correlation. What what do who do we serve? Who did we serve in the first couple of years? We weren't necessarily serving breweries. Breweries didn't know about us, didn't give a shit. But we, w- I feel we were serving craft beer. We were mm-hmm. trying to make craft beer sound good and interesting and things like that. And we probably didn't necessarily like hide bad reviews. But no, we're, no, always, we, we're always looking for the shiny side of the beer. We were definitely always looking for the shiny side, but we're also where we are willing to say when this thing doesn't work. Right. But compare that to a restaurant review. What what's the difference? I mean, restaurant reviews are typically very very tough. I mean, yeah, yeah. You know, so then the article mentioned about you know beer bloggers and cheer beer reviews. You know, and and the consumer saying, you well, know, I mean, these bloggers never never have bad beers. They always you know right. Well, that we have noticed that right. We noticed that with I I don't know if you if you've noticed, but I stopped getting the beer kind of sore stuff because I was like I don't need to have this shit mm-hmm. in my inbox anymore. Right. But all the beer kind of sore stuff is just. Glowing review after glowing review, and even if it's not, it's still an eighty. <laughs> so it's something that is terrible to them. It's yeah. an eighty. Mm-hmm. So it's it's really. Uh, so it makes. So the question is who, who, who do we serve? Do we serve the oh. craft? Do we serve the craft beer movement, or do we serve the consumer, or do we? Or is it kind of a little bit of both? Well, I, I would say definitely early on. We I, I did this to help promote the thing I love, the pa- you know passion mm-hmm. of mine, right? And thought getting the word out there will make craft beer bigger. So in the beginning, I wasn't really serving the listener per se. It wasn't my pride. I mean, no, I, I don't think you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I do. I think that uh, to a certain extent, the person that we serve has always been ourselves we wanted to do the show we 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 get to drink the beers we get to talk Mm -hmm. about it and we wouldn't continue doing it for 12 years if we didn't have fun and enjoy the fact that we're doing it and you know keep doing it every week keep it Mm up so there's definitely (laughs) the large the biggest portion of who we're doing it for is we're doing it for us because we 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 like it now we have received offers various times to either um, promote 
you know, pay one network or another or something like that, or get you know possibly get more funds by doing this or that. And even just recently, and we we basically just kind of, I don't think we, we didn't really have a talk about the most recent one, but I think we all we both came to the same conclusion: why, mm-hmm. you know, why it, it, there's no need. We're we're fine doing what we're doing, uh, and we get the, the support you know that we need from the listeners and the community, and we don't need to really push anything in any direction like that. So it, it's it, it it strikes me as kind of funny. We remain strongly independent from our quote unquote editorial side, uh, and yet we're coming out against something that uh, a lot of people editorially are now making a big stink out of, and we don't think it's a big deal. Maybe it's because we don't serve the beer community. We serve ourselves. We serve what we see. Mm-hmm. And people, the reason why I think people want to listen to us is that it's our own take. It's not what the beer community's take is, what, what the, the Brewer Association officially sanctions take is, or what Budweiser's mm-hmm. take is. It's our take. And that independence follows through to how we look at this stuff. And we look at this logo and we say, that's a bad logo. <laughs> Gestures, Jewett. I I was starting yeah. to draw before you uh-huh. uh, turned your computer around. Yeah, and okay, I think we have some good outline. We can go in. We can you know finish this up and then go into that little short. And then people listening to this will hopefully hear a more polished version. Well, I don't know, <laughs> slightly slightly more coherent version. I suspect it will be very similar. Before they hear this, actually. so Right, yeah. You're hearing the, the beginnings of us putting down some stuff to think about. But I just... I don't know. I don't know... I, I, well, here's what I see. I see this as being something that's going to fracture our community. And uh, that's actually bad for beer. Mm-hmm. But I'm never going to predictions, so <laughs> don't go and take it too strongly to heart. Well, you called the bubble, or the, you called the crash. It's coming. Well, that was kind of obvious. I called it for, for 10 years, so it's not like... <laughs> Nick of time. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, when, 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 when your association with something is more important than the beer you put in the glass, which we've no, been noticing over the past two years... That's a problem. Yeah. It's, uh... I'm getting old and cranky. If beer uh-huh. is going if beer is going to be continued to grow, then the quality can't start to sink. And it's been sinking. Yeah, I'd say so. But then there's... We've talked about all of these aspects, right? There's chasing trends... Mm-hmm. Even the big brewers are doing it. Sure. There is... Well, the big brewers' flagships have been decimated, and they've had to react to that. Right. It's... Uh, it's... It's complicated times for everybody. <laughs> is 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 what... The, the thing that was most laughable was... Did you, did you see that video from the high end? No, I didn't see that. Did I, I didn't watch it? it. Yeah, you linked it. I didn't watch oh, you, it. Well, you have to watch it before we okay. do the thing. It's uh, it's absurd. 
I mean, I, I did remark that it just it seemed like whining was exactly the wrong way to approach this. I'll just wait till you see it. Where's that posted? I thought it was in that channel there. I thought so too. It was a link uh, from. Oh, there's there's this thing that I sent you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. It... Anyway, we'll find it after we're done recording the pre-show, and you can get that as a primer. Yeah. Um, that Michael Jackson article. It was on Beer Advocate this morning. Um, I, did I retweet it? I don't think I retweeted it. Uh, it was pretty good. Um, and like I said, that part about you know, kind of who he, who Michael Jackson was serving, the industry he created, and how it wasn't always clear. Oh, yeah, here it is. Okay. Even back then. Right, and and he was a little. Well, should we let's listen to it together? Okay, sure. Six viewpoints from the high end. From the high end. That sounds almost like you know, from the man on the high tower. You know what I saw the David the, Bueller from Elysium logo. Um, I had a few thoughts. One was, what would I do? You know, because it's about my brewery and, and, and my people, and as a team of graphic designers and packaging on that side of, of the business of what we do. I thought, how would I use it? Would I use it? And what are the decisions that other breweries across the country so pause are doing right now looking at this logo? How, he's talking, he's, they say, go into this video. Uh-huh. Elysian, not a craft brewery, presumably not allowed to use right. the logo. And they're having him talk or editing it as if he's choosing not to use the logo. Okay, I, how would I use this? Would I use this? The, the first thing I'm looking at is that's so you're only 25 seconds and I haven't watched yeah, the whole thing, right. so I don't know what he's going where. But my thought is, why is he talking about the logo? Isn't it more? I mean, if the logo is nothing to do, the logo is a graphic design issue. Well, the sure. logo is, um, you know, it's a pretty big shot across the bow of. Well, wait until you hear the Wicked Weed guy. Is this logo a mandate for brewers to put on their labels that are not part of big beer? Um, Does this logo designate something like quality? Uh, Does it differentiate anything about what the beer is or how the beer is perceived by the consumer? Right? Because it's all about the consumer. The consumer is is what drives our businesses, right? I mean, at the end of the day, we're all making beer. We're all brewers. Whether you want to call us craft or not craft or whatever. I'm pretty sure Pernicious was a craft IPA. Uh, like two months ago, and I'm pretty sure it's still a craft IPA now, right? So we're all doing the same thing, and we're, we're beer, and we're fighting this bigger battle, which is wine and spirits, and we're losing margin every year to them. Uh, so they've got to be looking at this and just laughing. Uh, so that's true. Their beer is, I don't know if fighting a bigger battle is the right way to put it, but there is, they face competition mm-hmm. uh, in terms of being the sole drink, but, but you can have you can enjoy wine and spirits and enjoy beer too so i definitely find but now this. what inhouser bush is saying is you gotta you guys crapper should work with us right and we should fight the battle against wait wait until the, some of the metaphors he says here okay. in three seconds okay. but you know go ahead thinking this is just why are you throwing us a bone right now you guys are literally infighting this is a civil war meanwhile this armada of, of boats is coming across the atlantic to crush us and we're shooting each other with with, you know, muskets and slingshots. So what's the point, right? We need to... Be- that's a very a very warlike attitude towards... ...and okay. together and grow this market as a whole. And if we do that, everybody's got a great space in the market, right? Because small independents like us, 
innovate, they get a platform from uh, a strategic or something to take those great ideas and take it to a bigger market and create new consumers and grow the space as a whole, what does that do? Opens up more spaces for innovation and good product wins. So that's the point of this whole thing. And uh, you know, I was hoping that we could just get back to talking about beer, but. In a sense, I agree with, this, with the second part of that. I mean, by growing the market, by growing you know, places that do interesting stuff like Wicked Weed, and making that popular, you are increasing a competitive space. You're right. also, I, I think, the biggest argument against that specifically is all the anti-competitive stuff that Anheuser Busch is doing with their power. I, I think that there, there's there's questions as, towards that for sure. I only saw one thing recently that definitely mentioned the uh, anti-competitive thing that Anheuser Busch was doing in the market today. No, a lot of people are talking about stuff they did in the '80s. Which you're not forgiving them for, but that was in the 80s, mm-hmm. right? So let's look at how, you know, before we start complaining about all the thoughtful things that Anheuser-Busch is going to do, <laughs> it, or, or has done already, let's look at what they have done and what they plan on doing. Mm-hmm. Um, there was another aspect that I forgot. So I just go you know, I guess we're not there yet, but hopefully soon. At the end of the day, the beer does the talking, uh, not, Wales, the, not the barrel. label on the package. And the consumer makes up their own mind. The, the problem is that the, the BA continues to, to refuse to let the consumer make up their own mind and trying to make it up for them. A little bottle that someone told, you know, told me that that's what I have to buy because there's a little bottle on the six-pack, that doesn't mean shit to me. It doesn't mean there. I agree with that. It doesn't mean shit to anybody. Yeah. So why are you even making this video? Right. Yeah, no. The... I told you in a little tweet, you know, there's going to be all of this hoo-ha. It, there's... They said, you know, BA put out a tweet the other day saying, you know, 729 breweries have registered for the logo. So, okay, 700 breweries have registered for the logo, which will make it onto their packaging in 10 months, and then 2% of consumers are going to give a shit. And let's say it does happen where people start to associate certain beers with that logo. What if they start to associate crappy beers with that logo? Because it doesn't seem like the Brewers Association is doing anything to maintain a quality argument for this logo, but simply logo, no. an economic argument. Simply, are you owned by something so big or not? So you can put all your crap in the earth as a logo, and then you're really mitigating the effect of this logo, right? You're not. This is not a seal of quality or anything. This is a seal of small. Right. It has nothing to do. And it's 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 completely economic, right? Yeah. It's. Uh... If so, I would I would say it's useless. Except I don't know if this argument is going to make sense, but my what I where I was headed was, you know, when Anheuser Busch was putting out the DBA crafty beers, right? The bourbons barrel cast, you know, cast out, and uh, you know all those other ones. You know, it was Bare Knuckle Brewing Company, St. Louis, Missouri, and things like that. Right. So you really couldn't tell where it was coming from. The argument falls apart because it still says Breckenridge Brewing. It still says right. Wicked Weed. It doesn't tell you who owns it. Um, does it matter? Yes and no. I don't know. Um, yeah, okay. Clear threats from wine and spirits out there that, that whether we're being willful and, and, and not noticing that or we're just too busy about fighting amongst ourselves, but there, it's a clear, present danger. There are storm clouds on the horizon for, for the beer industry. Hey, four people peaks, think it's make better beer. I don't. I think we can sustain a lot more, but we're not going to be able to do that 
if we are divided. So that's a, a key role going forward, I think, that VA needs to, to focus on, as good. well as getting back to quality. Hey, when the major trade organization says that it doesn't matter what's in your glass as long as it's independent, and they're telling consumers that, that's a big issue. I, I agree. You're saying, go ahead and drink crap, <laughs> just as long as you don't support the big guys. That's not healthy. It's not a good way to go forward. And now it comes this piece on, you know, independence, right? And, and Felipe Spiesel, he's the, like, the real thing behind independence, right? People don't care necessarily about independence. What they care is about what is the impact that small businesses have on the communities, and, and are the communities being better, right? And and we think about our partners, the amount of support that we give locally, the amount of jobs that we provide locally by keep on investing our own uh, partners, <laughs> by the responsible things that we do in terms of drinking or connecting to communities or natural resources and, and giving back. Honestly, I see no other uh, brewer that does as much as we do. That makes you proud. And I think that's what we're going to tell consumers. Right? They're, what are the ones that you know, make all their electricity through behind, like, you know, solar or, or, or water power? So, yeah, I don't buy that at all. The best all the, the trucking that goes into Anheuser-Busch, everything. Don't give me that nonsense, AB. I can see right through your bullshit. being the same guys we've always been. We're going to continue offering the best possible beers and <clears throat> occasions to our to our consumers that we've always done and we're always going to support the craft beer says the guy from Devil's well Pack. to be independent would mean you don't put the logo on because you're indie so to be truly punk you don't use the logo you do your own thing and you follow your own rules and he has this look of incredulity and walks off camera and he's also wearing like four different logos on his clothes <laughs> when he says that None of them are Elysian, but he's wearing like four different skater right, or yeah. surf or something right. type of logos. Um, yeah, that, that's bad. <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't uh, put uh, put Anheuser Busch in, in too high light, especially when there's stuff in there that they say that can be easily debunked. Well, Wikis Weed starts talking about. Oh, the, the civil the, war. This, the the civil war, right? Then they're they're fighting with muskets versus the, the guys who are coming over the Atlantic. And it's like, wait a minute. Oh, this is all about getting drunk, right? <laughs> so, or something to enjoy with your meal, or you know, something like that. Let's not. It's not a life and death situation. Uh, I. This is the problem with 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 making. A short like this is what do we say and what what are we going to say beyond well we disagree with everybody <laughs> gives the listeners they respect our opinion gives the listeners uh you know it gets a timely thing out where you know where we what, what we're figuring out right now i'm not even say where we stand but what we're figuring out right now and we can drop it in the feed you know right away okay kind of why I thought we should do it. All right, well. Let's do it. Let's do it.